y'all. Welcome back. Uh, first of all, I apologize uh, that the last week's episode was uh, delayed in posting. And I also apologize for my voice. It's uh, it's a bit shredded at the moment. I'm still kind of recovering from some stuff. It doesn't matter. But I am excited to talk to you because I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I just spent five days in Texas, Austin, Texas. Took a solo vacation on my own. First time I've done that in a long time. Like long, like I didn't take kids, didn't take the wife. I just went down, saw some old friends, uh, saw some concerts, tried to see another concert, saw my mom, you know, all that. Did did all the the old school stuff, and it was great. I had an absolute blast. Even though to start the trip, moment one, well, I guess not moment one. My brother picked me up. We went out to see my mom, obviously, whatever as you do. He came back, dropped me at my hotel. I walk into the hotel, I get into my room, you know, I get my keys, all the things, whatever. Get into my room, take off my shoes step onto the carpet and now my socks are wet dylan uh dylan ellis you know you know how much this is uh the worst thing in the world wet socks is such a terrible feeling i don't like it but you know what's worse is realizing that my entire hotel room is wet not the bed thank god but every inch of the carpet is soaked not just like damp y'all i mean soaked and I, I don't understand why. So I walk downstairs. I go to the back of the front room. Like, hey, can I get a different room? This one's like, I don't have something flooded or what. Or like, can I, just can I get a different room? And they're like, oh, no, it's, uh, it, we shampooed the carpets yesterday and this morning. And literally every room is like that. So we couldn't move you right now. Because it's been raining so heavily outside, we haven't been able to open the windows. And because it's been keeping it so humid around here, the carpet itself hasn't had any time to dry. We're sorry. Do you want some towels? Do I want some towels? I mean, yes. God damn it. Like, fine. Give me the towels. So I took the towels and I laid them everywhere. So I now have a path from the, the front door of my little hotel room to my bed and a path to the bathroom and a path to the little TV desk stand area in the other side of the room. And I'm walking. I mean, it's it, it's absurd, but I'm essentially walking these very skinny paths the whole way. At least, at least it's clean. You know, like I appreciate that you you shampooed the carpets that's something i you know at least it's you know at least it, if it was wet and they didn't know why like the toilet had overflowed or something like that was my first thought I was like oh my god has the toilet been like so i ran to the bathroom immediately before i went downstairs I was like, what's going on why is it all wet so thankfully it wasn't like you know a plumbing issue <laughs> could have been could have been way worse but that's moment one essentially that is welcome welcome back to texas your la quinta inn is soggy Oh, God. That night, a uh, buddy of mine, very friend of the show, Dave Pratt, love him to death. He texts. He's like, hey, uh, last minute, but I'm going to Widespread Panic. Uh, it's a band, for those of you that don't know. I'm not a huge Widespread Panic fan. I've actually been to one of their shows before. And I left during, at, at the time, I think it had been eight minutes. But I was told uh, from those who did some of the Pratt's who had stayed, it ended up being an 18-minute drum solo. Um I will give you 30 seconds of a drum solo, 30 seconds, but somebody else on stage better start doing something here soon or I'm out. And I did. And I left early. In fact, I think my wife, Sarah, was with me at the time. We left and we got texts later, like five and 10 minutes later, like they're still going. Like you guys left totally like at the right time. They're still doing drum solos. So I'm not a fan. Apparently they've replaced the drummer uh, with like, a, I guess like a young kid. Uh, he's from the Tedeschi trucks or no, he's from, he's, he's a trucks 
family member. You might know Tedeschi Trucks. It doesn't matter if you don't. But it, they're, they're a big family in the music industry. It doesn't matter. Point is, it was a great show. I actually had a, like a like a great time at the show and had had a, had a blast. So that was it. Made up for my soggy room. However, I had uh, you know a couple drinks at the show um, and you know some stuff and things and things and stuff and had a good time. Got back to my hotel room. Totally forgot why I had blankets or, or had towels everywhere and just stepped right in the soggy stuff again. Because I mean, come on, what, of course. What you gonna do? Okay, Thursday morning, y'all. I discovered uh, my newfound love of electric scooters. It's not even necessarily a scooter; it's like a razor scooter with a motor. So maybe that is an electric scooter, but you don't sit on it. Like uh, they were all over the brands. There were like three different babies, like Bird and Uber Lime and some other super pedestrian. It doesn't matter. There's a bunch of brands, but Austin, downtown Austin, has these bikes, scooters, not bikes. Sorry, whatever. Doesn't matter. These are electric things everywhere, everywhere. And if you sign up for like a five day pass, uh, it came out to like a dollar a ride, like a dollar twenty five a ride. And I'd be going, you know, six, seven miles. I'd go down wherever. Like I just spun around town having a blast. Went and got a coffee. Went, uh, there was like a little scooters coffee thing. Like it's, it's even called scooters coffee. It's great. I thought it was too fitting. <laughs> but like I went around all like I had a great morning. Yeah, and I'm up early because anybody out there with kids, even not necessarily kids, we had some friends, uh, Bree. News bomber, friend of the show. She was down with us. Uh, she came to stay with us last weekend, two weekends ago. And I mean, even she still wakes up when her normal work alarm goes off. Like, I think the older we get, sleeping in on the weekends, like, I just wake up whenever my normal, like, whatever, even if my alarm's not set, I just wake up. Like, had it been a Wednesday, it might as well have been a Wednesday, except for Saturday and I'm hungover, but I'm awake because just, you know, we're all, the older we get, I think our routines get set. You know, like, I, I think it's just something that we're just stuck with. <laughs> I don't think it, sleeping in, at least for me and, people I've talked to it just ain't a thing anymore man so anyways uh it's early like I, I you know I did all of this I went and got coffee did all that it's, it's like 8 30 in the morning now I've been up for hours I uh, I step into a 7-eleven it's 8 30 in the morning on a Thursday y'all there is a ruckus going on in the 7-eleven I step right past it because I mean look I, I've been downtown Denver before I've been downtown a lot of places before I've been downtown Austin a lot back in the day um Look, I don't, I, I am not one to speak on homelessness as a generalized concept. I can't imagine what that's like. I can only assume that most have, have undiagnosed issues that cause them to spiral out. And I feel bad. I do. I genuinely, I feel bad for, for anyone who is displaced in that such a way, because I'm sure it's a, it's a lot of mental illness that has gone undiagnosed. Point is, I'm grabbing uh, like 38 Gatorades, maybe 64. I'm not sure. As many as I can fit into the backpack that I have on and then the bags that I'm going to try to drape around the, the scooter handles. But point is, as I'm pulling all of these into my backpack or you know, whatever, the guy behind the counter is having, I mean, he's not screaming. The guy behind the counter is casual, but the guy in front of the counter is screaming at him, talking, I'll shoot this place up, bitch. I'll, I'll fire Like so many cuss words. I'm not even going to try to repeat all the cuss words, but just like, so many cuss words that it was grammatically incorrect. You know what I mean? Like when, and I've been there. I don't know if we all have, but I know that I have. I've been there to where I was angry enough to where I'd like grammatically incorrect cussing is the line that I realized like, okay, time to pull it back. When you're just like, I can't just scoot that, put your catch it. You know what I mean? Like that's when you can't even make it into a phrase. When there's not subject, verb, predicate, you know what I mean? Like if there's not, if there's not at least a noun in that statement that you made, it's probably a problem. <laughs> it's probably time to tone it back down. Well, this guy's going off. And this dude behind the counter, just calm, as if it's part of his job, just goes, Marvin, are you done? Marvin, Marvin, are you done? Marvin, I'm going to call the police if you don't leave. Marvin, you know I'm going to call the police if you don't leave. Marvin, Marvin, as if talking to a child. But in this moment, 
this adult man who has a job behind the counter, clearly he's done this before. And not even done this before, but like dozens of times. You can see the almost boredom on his face. I'm serious. You, you can see that this is just a, just a, a normal workday issue. And he has just put it into the catalog of just like, yeah, this is, this is how my mornings go. This is just how this is part of my job is to tell Marvin to please calm down or I'm going to call the cops. Eventually, Marvin left. I walked up and bought my, my 300 Gatorades, as, as you do. Um, then I decided, uh, that night I had plans, or already had plans, to go see some friends and meet their kids. Uh, all my friends in Texas who have had kids in the last, you know, six, seven years, longer, eight-ish, nine-ish even, uh, I haven't met their kids because, I mean, I've, I've been, I haven't been you know, around much. So uh, a lot of my friends, Gabe, friend of the show, Joe Brady, friend of the show, other people who aren't friends of the show, we all met up at uh, Austin Beer Works. Great brewery in case, uh, in case you are a fan of beer. It's a good one. If you're, if you're anywhere near the Austin area, Austin Beer Works, uh, check them out. It's amazing. But anyways, I decided to go to Target because I wanted to buy, like, you know, little stuffed animals or just like trinkety little shit. Essentially, I was trying to buy the love of these children who I've never met, but I love their parents. So... You know, here's a stuffed animal. Remember me. <laughs> that, was, that was my plan. So I hop on yet again, uh, another little scooter. I go downtown, uh, or I guess I go uptown. Doesn't matter. I go. I go basically where UT campus is because that's the closest Target to where I am. And there was an actual toy store. Toy store. I forget the name of it, but it was one of those toy stores where everything in there's like ten times the regular price because it's all like weirdly imported shit and like super specific niche market things. And like I, these kids don't want a one punch man doll. Like if you even got that reference, you know why these kids don't want it. But they certainly I'm not paying sixty five dollars for a stuffed animal that looks like it's worth four. You know what I mean? Like you get all right. Point is, I go to Target. As I'm walking into Target, people come running out, running, y'all. Full speed, not like, not like, okay, you know that thing when you're crossing the road and like there's a car coming and like you kind of half jog it out, like you know they're not going to hit you. If you. You're not scared for your safety. You just kind of half jog it because, you know, you kind of feel rude if you didn't like hurry it up, hurry it up. Okay, that's not what these people are doing. These people are running as if terrified, genuinely terrified. You could see it on some of their faces. I, 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 most of it was confusion. Most of their faces were confusion, but still running. And a few were running with fear. Either way. I walk out because well, I don't know what's going on. Is there like an active shooter? Oh my God, what's happening? This is Texas. No, no, it's on fire. The back of the target is on fire, y'all. <laughs> the manager has to come out while everybody's like, some people are holding items and the manager's just like, look, you got to just set them right here. Come back. I don't even know what to tell you. She's just like flustered beyond belief. She's like, we have the fire department coming out. And you know, six, seven minutes later, not even say, honestly, like, it was probably faster than that say two to three, but in the moment it felt like forever because everyone was just standing there punch drunk. Fire department comes, they go inside and they, I leave because I mean, I don't know when you're going to be open again. <laughs> I have no idea, but whatever. Okay. So we have a good time. Uh, I, I end up uh, going to a different target. I take a, I take an Uber because whatever, I, I'm not, I'm not going to quit on these kids. I need to buy your love. So I take an Uber to a different target, take another Uber up to Austin Beer Works and have a great time. Honestly, have a, have an absolutely great time. And then me and some of these friends, uh, we all go back downtown Austin to see Umphreys McGee. Now, if you've ever been to Austin and been to Stubbs, uh, A, it's pretty good barbecue. It's not the best barbecue, but it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. But the outdoor stage is awesome. So we get there. Um, 
I eat the things that I'm going to eat to prepare myself for a concert. Don't worry about it. Tacos, in case you want tacos is what I want to eat for a concert. I think we all do. You know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Tacos. Now then, I do that. I get a beer from uh, the beer vendor guy. We all go post up. We got a great spot. It's right near the stage, just to the left side. We got a great view right next to a speaker. It's going to be a good time. We all post up, get comfy, crack, bang, boom, lightning strikes. It's loud as hell. Apparently, it's just been pouring rain for days in Austin, and we got a lucky moment that we all walked into the concert venue, and then they kicked us all out. Sorry, guys. We got a you know rain delay. Check Twitter. It, literally, they're screaming. There's all the people. There's like a PA thing we couldn't really hear. So the other guys are screaming. It's, you know, it's a chaos. It's it's bedlam, obviously. And the problem is, this is this is a Humphreys is a hippie band or a jam band or whatever you want to call it. Um, they take songs and they 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 stretch them to twenty and thirty minutes and that you know. Things I like, doesn't matter if you don't, fine. But this generalized collective of people coming to see this show are gone. I'm talking mentally gone, gone. We are all prepared in the next five to 10 minutes, the show's gonna kick. So we've all taken things long times ago. So this is gonna kick and we're all feeling great. And now the show's canceled or at least postponed, whatever, rain delay. And so not knowing what else to do, the majority of us, hundreds of us, the majority of us just go to the nearest bar. There's one to the left, there's one to the right, and there's one a little bit further down that is neon. They have a very small stage. There's nobody playing on it, but they have a very small stage. It's visible from the street, and it's all neon. They have these giant neon, I mean, essentially pipes, I guess. I mean, they're lights, but they're like seven, eight feet tall, well taller than humans, and they, they stick up beyond the fence line, and we all like, you know, we're all, we're all fucked up. What are you gonna, you know, even if you're just drinking beer, you're still fucked up. Everybody else doing all the other things, we're all, we're gone. And... I am probably, uh, of the crowd I'm with, I am the most clean shaven and I haven't shaved in days. <laughs> I didn't shave in preparation for this trip because what do I care? You know, we all have long hair and, and relatively dirty clothes. Like my clothes are clean. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's the one part of hippie culture that I don't really go with. It's not one part. Plenty of parts I don't go with. But I, I, I wash my clothes. <laughs> I wash my clothes and I shower. Not everybody else does. <laughs> it's not a... Not a requirement to be a part of this particular social entourage. So just imagine you're a bartender at, uh, I think this place is called Charming Charlie's or, oh shoot, what was it called? I don't know. I'm not going to get it. It doesn't matter. Charming Charlie's or something. doesn't matter. Point is, imagine being a bartender. It's a Thursday night. You're not expecting anything crazy. It's raining. So you're probably imagining a pretty easy night. Now imagine 200 Fucked up hippies just storm into your bar, all wanting a drink to pass the time. This little bar on the inside, maybe, maybe 150 people standing room shoulder to shoulder. Maybe. I'm talking, and 200 hippies just showed up. Here's the next part, guys. Um, Charming Charlie's is a gay and trans bar. Now, anybody that knows me, 100% full pro support gay trans. I don't give a shit. If you're not hurting anybody, be you. Wear whatever you want to wear. Dress however you want to dress. Do any and all cosmetic surgery you want. That, that includes straight women. Get yourself a boob job. I don't care. Men, get yourself pec implants. Get ass cheek implants. Men and women. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody, obviously. But here's the only contrast, guys. These people are very well-dressed, uh, manicured, everything. Their nails are perfect. Their hair is, everything is incredibly well placed. They are wearing fedoras, not ironically. They are actually wearing fedoras. And they look great. 
all, men and women, are, they, these people look amazing. Apparently, there is a concert going on at Charming Charlie's later that evening. And it's like an 80s cover band. And so everybody's dressed up like in their best 80s attire, but like kind of new age spin on it. Obviously, a lot of colors. And hippies love colors. Uh, and when I'm inebriated, I love colors too. And so we all got along just fine. There was no tension as far as lifestyle tension. But there was tension as far as these people are looking at us like, why are you here? What? Why do you? First of all, why do you even know about this night? Like this is obviously kind of a bigger night for like that. Some of these people have been playing this for a while. Why are you giant? I mean, giant group of people. My friends in particular happen to be gigantic humans. The smallest of of the group, I was the smallest dude, and I'm like 5'10", 190. And these guys are all six four plus. Like Clay's been on the show, he's six three. The Pratts are all six four plus, and they're all huge. And a lot of these hippies. But anyways, imagine the clash of minds. Imagine the vibe combination. Very well-dressed, very proud, gay bar night, 80s dance hit, you know, trans, rainbows everywhere. And now tie-dye rainbows and hippie and taller. I mean, everybody loves everybody. We're all fine. But just not the vibe that this place was going for. And you felt it immediately. I accidentally bumped this guy. Accidentally. I was just walking to the bathroom. It's a, it's a packed house at this point. This is you know 20 minutes later. I accidentally, barely, barely bumped this guy. I go, oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. And he goes... So sorry, bro. <laughs> Swear to God, I don't give a shit. Be who I don't even know if it was a man or woman. I don't care if it was a man or woman. I love this person no matter what. I don't care. I probably would have been the same way because from their point of view, we are infringing on their night. <laughs> I'm not mad at this guy, but I'm sorry, bro. Like, All right, I get it, man. You don't want us here. That's cool. <laughs> sorry about that. Eventually, eventually we get told. Um, eventually we get told the show is going to start. Get, you know, get, come on, let's go do it. So we all rush back to the venue. Uh, we we start to they open up they open up the gates. They start taking tickets again. <laughs> we all start walking in again, and then lightning again. So they cancel the show. And at this point, fuck it, back to Charmin Charlie's or Ch- Chasty. What the hell? It doesn't matter. Back there. So now everybody is fully gone. Multiple drinks have been drank since the first cancellation, and anybody who took anything, it has now kicked. Your, your, all the things are now all the thinging. And a couple of these hippies start dancing with these neon light poles. Break them. Absolutely, accidentally break them. Because, I mean, obviously you're not supposed to be dancing with them. I don't think they ever expected anyone to dance with them. Because most people wouldn't, you know? Most, even if you had a few drinks, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to start pulling on some giant tubes that are lit up. But hippies will. Hippies damn sure will. Oh, God. Well, thankfully, uh, somebody got a tweet about a Grateful Dead cover band that was playing on the inside of Stubbs. So we ran back there eventually and caught, you know, a two-hour show and had a great time. I don't necessarily love the Grateful Dead. They're not really my jam. But obviously, they're, they're, you know, cultural icon. I know most of their songs. And they're the reason for the bands that I do like nowadays. I have to give credit to the Dead and to the Beatles and the Stones, none of whom I listen to anymore, but all of whom deserve credit. So we, we, you know, ended up, Basically, this whole trip is just like small inconveniences that we vaulted over and had a great time. And we had a great time. Friday morning, wake up, take my little scooter, go get some more coffee, have a fucking blast, y'all. Like, I can't, I I am so nerding out on these little scooters. They're a blast. Like, they probably go 15-ish. I mean, I can't imagine they go 20, you know, miles an hour. But, like, they're fun. You take little corners, like, you can kind of jet around. Like, 
obviously you're not going to run a red light because cars might be coming the other way. Uh, learn that lesson quick. Easy does it. Stay stay on the sidewalk. Stay in the, on the curves and things. And... Don't mind my dogs. Sorry about that. They're running outside to go bark at their dog friend who lives next door. Anyways, love these little scooter things. And I take them to the Blanton Art Museum, which it's it's downtown. It's like on campus-ish or whatever. Amazing. Like I have a blast. I don't know if anybody out there enjoys walking around art museums or enjoys walking around them solo, <laughs> but I darn sure did. I'll tell you that. Absolutely had a blast. And then came the highlight. I mean, it's not fair to say highlight because I, I, don't know, I just love this guy. But I got to go to Eric Herring's house. I haven't seen this dude in person in oof, years. I mean, it, it's been it's probably been five years or more. I don't I can't even remember the last time I saw this guy in person. And so it was awesome to see him. E, I love you, brother. But I know you're going to. It, obviously, you're going to hear this. And I told this to you in your face. But anyways, had a great time there. Uh, we watched like some soccer and shit. And then I went to, and here's something I'm like, I'm half kidding when I tell people to go to Blanton's. And I'm half kidding when I tell people to go to Austin Beer Works. Because like, you know what beer is. Like, you, you know what art is. You've done it. Whatever. But I went to Clay, a uh, friend of the show, Clay Garrison. His girlfriend, uh, she runs like an art collective. It, it's, it, it, it's a place where you and other artists can go congregate to do like, you can kiln work. You can make cups and bowls and do all the stuff with clay, which led to so many bad jokes, by the way. Because obviously she works with clay, the figurative, like the, the, the literal molding clay, but then her boyfriend's name is clay. I, you get it. Just pick any and all bad joke you can possibly make. And uh, Gabe, John, and I made all of those jokes, as you do. As you do. But had a freaking great time. It's called, um, ah, damn it. I cannot believe that I, I can't remember. So I apologize in advance, but it's called a uh, broad collective, maybe or broad. A anyways, it's broad because they do a, a bunch, a bunch of different variety of artwork, but then it's also broad because it's basically all female. Like it's, it's awesome. Like it, it is such a cool idea because it's, when we showed up, there was maybe 200 people there and like 190 are women. It was awesome. The vibe, and I've said this before on the podcast, I went to an Ava Brothers show that was like 60% women in the crowd. The Ava Brothers is a concert. They're, they're great, but that doesn't matter. The, the, the concert crowd was easily 60, 65% women. And my wife was there. Like, she can attest to this. Like, it's true. And we've gone to a few shows, and it's always been true. A vibe of a mostly female audience, a vibe of a mostly female just any group of people is a different vibe. It just is. It's far more complimentary. You don't hear a lot of, like, over-the-top belly laughs because that's I, I don't know if that's a dude thing i don't know if it's just a dude vibe i don't know this doesn't mean anything you, you know i don't care i love everyone regardless just don't be an asshole and you're fine but a vibe where it's mostly women is a beautiful thing it's it's such a rare occasion i suppose for me uh to be in you know, hundreds and hundreds of people where i'm the obvious minority and in this case it is a glaring obvious minority i mean there it's maybe 10 percent dude maybe and it's awesome it's a beautiful fucking thing. It, it's, it's absolutely a fun thing. And like, so, so it's, it's their opening night. They just moved to a new studio. It's this big old new studio and it's awesome. And everyone uh, is allowed to, they have a couple of vases that they've made and everyone's allowed to paint something on the vase. So I go up to Erica, she's awesome. Uh, and I was like, hey, so I, I love this giant gathering of women. The feminine energy here is amazing. Can I draw a giant dick on that vase? And she, without batting an eye goes, oh, you're too late. There's already one on there. <laughs> somebody had already beat me to it and it was a girl good for her. that's fucking hilarious that is so funny that somebody else already i mean they beat me to the joke but 
it's a it's a congregation of essentially all women. It's called Broad Strokes, Broad Convention. Anyways, Broad is the joke for broads. It's it's a it's, you know play on words. You get it? It's a double entendre. It's Broad for there's a lot of different types, and it's also Broad for female. And one of these females drew a giant dick on this face, and it was so funny. So I drew uh, a rainbow around the giant dick, as you do. Had a great time, man. Seriously, it, it like. If I could get the name, I would say go do it. But check them out. Somebody, something broad. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Email the show. Everything is pod at gmail.com. And I will get you the name if you actually care. If you're in and around the Austin area and you're looking for a fun time and you want to do like, a, you know that ghost in the movie Ghost? Is it Ghost? Where they sit. There's like Patrick Swayze and that other girl. Like their, their hands are around the, the clay pod as it's spinning and all that. Like you can go do that with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You can go do that with your significant other. It's a great time. It looked like a lot of fucking fun. So email the show if you care because it's amazing. But y'all, I ended up that night uh, after you know we had a great time. We we were you know playing around and painting and stuff. They had a DJ, so dancing like a fool because why not? They, they they had all you can eat popsicles. What an odd thing! They had a giant like essentially a, a freezer that was dedicated, but it's like an actual like popsicle freezer where they're like little shelves or popsicle size, and, like they're not spring loaded. But anyway, they had hundreds and hundreds of popsicles. Gabe probably had 10. I probably had seven popsicles. We just put them all down. But I ended up going home at some point once it ended. And I decided to just venture down to 6th Street solo. Now, I haven't been on 6th Street in a long time. Many years ago, we would go all the time. In my early, early 20s, it's where we would go on Tuesdays. It's where we would go on Thursdays. It's where we'd go to watch games. It's where we would just go to be because it's it's a fun atmosphere when you're in your early 20s. It's less so when you're pushing 40, guys. Sixth Street, for those who don't know, it's just bar after bar after bar after bar. And every bar either has incredibly loud, pounding bass or a live band. There's a metal band. There's a couple of country bands. I stumbled into, thankfully, into a New Orleans like jazz bandy kind of a thing. It was great. But here's what happened on my way there. I'm driving this electric scooter, all right, and I'm inebriated, all right. Like I'm not driving. I have not driven a car since I got there. It's Ubers or electric scooters all the way. So like, I, I don't worry. I, I do not drink and drive. I'm so paranoid about that. I'm incredibly OCD about that. But that's a different thing. I am destroyed, all right, on all the things you can be destroyed on. I take this little scooter. I just as I get to Sixth Street, and here's a little. I don't even know how to tell you the story. If you don't know about Sixth Street, cars aren't allowed on it past like nine o'clock at night or whatever. They shut it down. You can walk back and forth. There are no cars. There are no motorized, no motorcycles, no nothing. You cannot drive on this giant stretch of road. It's probably a mile and a half of just bars and food and music. And it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a party. Like once you're there, once you've been dropped off by your cab, it's a great time. But I'm taking my electric scooter there. And right as I'm getting to 6th Street, and I am inebriated, y'all. Right as I get to 6th Street, a homeless woman screams at me. You're going to die. She's pointing at me and screaming at me. You're going to die. I'm trying not to make eye contact. I'm trying not to address this because, I mean, look, what am I going to say or do or fix? I can't fix the situation. So I just aim around her. And as soon as she says, you're going to die for the second time, my scooter dies. And I mean immediately. I'm talking she hasn't even finished the second statement, because she just said it twice or three times, or every time she said it. But the second time, she hadn't even finished it, and my scooter does die. And at this moment, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to die? Like, is this like some weird, like, what dimension am I in? Like, what is happening right now? Like, is the sky falling? Am I chicken little? What is going on? How did she know that? And then I get a, a text to my phone from the scooter company. Hey, you're not allowed on 6th Street past 9 p.m. with a motorized vehicle. You idiot. 
So it was purely coincidental timing, but it was amazing coincidental timing that my scooter died right as this woman who I've never met said I'm going to die. She nailed it. Now, maybe she knew that that scooter was going to die. And this is a very clever joke that she plays on anybody that she deems to be a tourist, because I'm sure I look like one. Maybe this is just a very well-crafted prank that she plays on anyone trying to do this. Or it's staggeringly coincidental timing. <laughs> staggeringly coincidental. I genuinely freaked out for all of like 12 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, not even a minute, guaranteed. Like, the, the little thing, like, because you have to, you know, obviously you pay for the scooter and you scan it with your QR code or whatever, and then it has your number and all the things that you sign up. And I got a little message saying you can't be there. And thankfully that calmed me down. But for about 12 seconds, I, I did wonder if I was going to die. <laughs> I really, really did. Well, yeah. So I ended up with this New Orleans jazz band thing. It was amazing. Oh my God. I forget how much, like, I, I need to get back down to New Orleans. If you've never been, do it. It's even better than Austin. It's, it's such a play. But like, that kind of a vibe I loved. Had a great time. Went on, went to sleep. Saturday, wake up, last day, having a blast. Okay, like, I, I again, hop on the scooter thing, drive around, get some coffee. And eventually, uh, my brother calls me. He's like, hey, I'm going to go out to, to mom's one last time. Do you want to come with? I go with. We do another thing. Like, we get uh, we get some Rudy's barbecue. I mean, it, it's Texas. We got some barbecue. I kind of stuffed myself with barbecue. Had a great time. Eventually, make it back town, back downtown, just in time for, you know, all of the sports to kick off. Basketball is happening. I'm, I'm an NBA guy. For those that don't know, I'm sure you do. Thank you for listening. If you already knew that about me, I'm stunned. Thank you. I, wow. Thank you for listening. Anyways, I'm down there. I find a bar that has uh, uh, a TV playing basketball, and I just sit down, order some food, and start watching the game. These two incredibly drunk Canadians stumble in 15, 20 minutes later. I meet my appetizer. Uh, they get like Brussels sprouts. Doesn't matter. Anyways, they come stumbling in, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put on the hockey game." And I'm just like, Fine. Like, I mean, I'm one of my, you know, fine. I'm sitting here solo. They have two, two of them. Like, I don't have a reason to root for the Heat. Like, I don't care. So, like, fine. Put on you. Put on your game. It's uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. And these two guys are from Canada. And they are cheering against Toronto. Apparently, they live. They both live in Florida now. They're in Texas for some conference or whatever. And these two Canadians, um, they, they, they are destroyed already. They instantly get more drinks or whatever. And as the bartender gives them their drinks, the older one, he's probably 50-ish, he actually, he, he makes like some stupid little joke. The bartender doesn't react because it's a terrible little joke. And he actually says, hey, you should smile more. He actually said that. Like, I I, I shot eyes to the bartender. I was like, like the, the I'm sorry face. Like, I can't believe this guy exists. I'm so sorry these people are still around. But he actually does that. Carrying on, it, 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 these people are, they're getting more and more drunk and more and more rude. And it's, I'm surprised because all I've ever heard about Canadians is that they're they're nice and polite. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know any Canadians. I, I may have met a few here and there along the way, but I don't know any of them very well. This is I, I'm just sitting here stunned by these guys. They're, they're just loud and annoying. And they, they're the kind of guys that as soon as they order something, like two seconds, they're like, hey, can you check on that? Hey, can you check? Like, these people are just not the Canadian stereotype that I assume to be true. And then, y'all, the point where I had to get my check and tell them, they're like, guys, I'm not some commercial came on about some uh, like cancer research or something. For some reason, cancer was on the TV. It was like a, like some I don't know if it was like a run for cancer or some cancer you know, thing or whatever. Some charity it doesn't matter. At that point, one of these guys goes, "I can't believe all these charities. Don't they know you can cure cancer with a better diet?" So I go, "What, man? Like what? What?" He goes, "Oh yeah. All you gotta do is just not eat sugar for like two weeks and." You'll starve the cancer out. Everybody knows this. You guys 
are rude and possibly the stupidest people I've ever heard in my life. Are you seriously telling me that you figured it out better than goddamn Dell Children's Hospital? Like, are, are you... Are you kidding? Billions of dollars have been poured into cancer research, and you're telling me it's candy? You're telling me that if I just stop eating Mike and Ike, so that's good? Like, are you? I, I was stunned by this. Then I was also stunned because, guys, I mean, look, I, I ain't rich. I, I ain't going to pretend I am, but I've never had Wagyu steak, and this place had Wagyu steak. It's uh, It was $15 an ounce. So I just ordered the smallest one they had. I was like, hey, what's the smallest deal I can get? I just want to try this shit. It's amazing. By the bay, by the bay, by the bye, y'all. It's amazing. Wagyu steak is everything it's built up to be. I've never, the marbling on this shit. It, I can't even call it marbling. It was so fine. It was, it was tender. It was perfect. It was amazing. It was delicious. And for some reason, when I got the check after this cancer comment, because what the fuck? You are cancer, sir. You are a cancer to this establishment. Got the check. They messed up and only charged me like nine bucks for the steak. So I was like, hey, waitress, the same one that you should smile. I was like, hey, man, I think there's something wrong here. She goes, oh, yeah, you're fine. I was like, "Uh, well, thank you. So, I mean, again, I'm not rich. I don't do this often. I mean, literally never before, probably never will again. I mean, whatever. But, like, I tipped her incredibly well because I just got a free hundred and something dollar steak. So I just gave her, you know, the majority of that and walked out. She, She literally flags me down as I'm walking out. She goes, hey, thanks for the note. And the guys, okay, they, I, they, this Sixth Street, for those who don't know, like a lot of them have like windows right there. And it's like, literally, I could have walked out of the window right to on Sixth Street. So she could see me and I'm right there, right next to the bar. This guy's always like, she's, hey, thanks for that. I was like, ah, oh, you're welcome. Walked away. The note that I put said, sorry for the Canadian assholes. Smile only when you want to smile. <laughs> I don't know if she showed the Canadians assholes that, but it was great. Oh my God, it was great. Um, yeah, y'all, everything was great. I can't even lie. Like, I, that was as much, like, I, I don't know if you are of the mindset to take a solo vacation. And admittedly, it wasn't fully solo. Like, I, I spent a lot of time with people, but I also spent the majority of time just alone, just walking around, meeting other people, talking to baristas, talking to bartenders, talking to Canadian douchebags. <laughs> oh, man, it's great. Highly recommend. Uh, yeah, like, like, highly. Thank y'all so much for listening. I, I am stunned every week when I check the, the you know, how many people have clicked or how many people have listened. I'm I'm stunned. I'm humbled by it. Thank you so much. I love you. See you next time.